0: Northern Seminary and the Center for Theological Integrity. This is the Pastor's Table. Today's church leaders are weary and burnt out from trying to lead in the machine of corporate leadership systems. The Pastor's Table brings you conversations with local pastors working out deep theological convictions in their churches. Here are your hosts, Reverend Tara Beth Leach and Dr. Mark Quanstrom. Welcome to the Pastor's Table. I'm Tara Beth Leach. And I'm Mark Quanstrom, and uh, we're wrapping up this first year of the Pastor's Table. Uh, You'll be listening to this right before Christmas, Mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, We're recording the beginning at the end of November. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done 53 episodes, counting this one. And our intent on the front end was to uh, post an episode every Monday, uh, the day that most pastors want to quit, as an encouragement to pastors. And we wanted to keep it relatively short, 30 minutes or so, because it's hard to listen, in my view, hard to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. longer than that. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the intention was to have it be a table. Mm-hmm. And so we invited, uh, we had uh, this year's Theologian in Residence with Beth Felker Jones, and then we invited pastors from all over the country, the East Coast, the West Coast, Midwest, uh, uh, ethnic pastors, uh, uh bivocational pastors, pastors in urban settings, Mm -hmm. pastors in suburban settings, Mm -hmm. pastors in rural settings, small towns, uh, because we needed a, we wanted a cross section of Mm -hmm. men and women who were called of God. Yep. And, uh, Mm -hmm. speaking personally, it was incredibly enriching for me in the last podcast. I talked about how I needed to hear what was said. Yep. Um, but it's also been edifying and inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we wanted to spend this last episode kind of with some big takeaways yeah. from listening to 17 different pastor voices yep. this last year. Yep. So I'm going to ask, and Ch- we've, we're inviting Chaz to join us again. <laughs> yeah. our Thanks producer. for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Chaz,
1: we might have to do this on the reg.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm always game. This is fun. So uh, I'm going to ask Tara Beth. Yeah. What so, was your, what was your takeaway? Oh man, it's you
1: know, it's it's so hard to choose. It's like asking, "What's your favorite child?" Sure. Right? Really hard to choose. But perhaps it's because where I was um, when this episode dropped. Uh, but it, Mindy Caliguire's, uh four-part episodes that we did, mm-hmm. um, reflecting on nourishment for the long haul, right? Yeah. And you know. One of the things that I have just been thinking about so much was her comment that our capacity for influence is directly correlated to our capacity for reflection. And I was, you know, those when we sat with her, that was uh, September Mm-hmm. which in pastoral ministry, it's one of those high seasons where we're kicking off all the ministries. Things are rock and and moving so quickly. You know, small groups are going, student ministries is going, women's Bible studies is going, people are starting to come back to church. And, you know, it is ramp up season in September. And I was moving just at like clips, you know, pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even know if that's the right phrase, eclipse pace.
0: Oh, it is for now. It is it now. It is for now. Yeah, That means now.
1: fast in Terabeth's vocabulary.
2: <laughs> it's opportunistic. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, opportunistic.
1: Oppertun- uh, opportunistic. Opportunist. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, I was moving so quickly, and when she said that, it stopped me in my tracks, and the spirit was like, have you been hmm. reflecting? Have you been reflecting? Um, and you know, so I I practice something called a a great morning routine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I don't know if we've talked about this in this it. episode. Um, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know why she convicted me. Um, we'll get there. So you know, you you've talked before, Mark, that there are mornings that you feel despondent.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. most
1: yeah. I you know me too. Especially you know, I think about two years ago, I was. Gosh, I was just in such a liminal, difficult valley, um, wilderness season of my life. I felt directionless. I felt purposeless. Um, I had moved back from being a senior pastor. I was living in Illinois. It was the dead of winter, mm-hmm. um, you know, there were icicles four feet long growing from from our roof, and we're worried about our roof breaking. My father is dying. I'm wondering if I'm ever going to be a senior pastor again. And um, my mornings were just directionless and purposeless. And, um, you know, it's a long story, but one morning, the Spirit just, just dropped in my soul. Rise with me. Rise with me. Rise early with me. Um And so for six months straight, I set my alarm for 4.30 a.m. Wow. And I started waking up very early. And I started, you know, experimenting with all different types of practices and prayer practices. And eventually the spirit dropped in my soul. Um, great morning. Have a great morning. And that was a double entendre for me um, because great mornings is, is an acronym, which we'll get to. But it also was... I'm not going to wake up feeling directionless and purposeless and despondent and lost, but I'm going to wake up and I'm going to rise with God and I'm going to have a great morning. And great stands for gratitude, reflection, exaltation, ask, and trust. And this was a prayer practice where I began really integrating in my life and really sustaining. Well, in September, I wasn't practicing it. Um, I was just kind of waking up in the morning and grabbing my phone and just kind of, again, like just rolling in, letting, letting stress set the agenda of the day, mm-hmm. letting my email set the agenda of the day, letting my to-do list set the agenda of the day, letting my calendar set the agenda of the day. And I, I had stopped reflecting. And when Mindy said that, it stopped in my tracks. And the spirit just said to me, are you going to rise with me again?
0: Oh, that's what that's what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. You're going to rise with me again. You know, And she talked about having a person, a place, a plan, mm-hmm. um, having a page. And all of those things were things that was so important to me for so long. And I had fallen into a rut again. And so that just convicted me to my core because I remember thinking, you know, if I... I want to be in pastoral ministry for the long haul. I want to be faithful. I don't want to give into vanity metrics. I don't, you know, want to be tempted um, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I was not practicing for me a great morning which included reflection, mm-hmm. that I would be susceptible and vulnerable to temptations in the wilderness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so That's so good. Yeah, that's so. That connects with me. Uh, uh, what Glenn Peckham said when he said, uh, and this was one of the things that convicted me. He said, and I, I don't. You'd think you'd remember. You think you get things once and for all, but mm-hmm. you don't. You have to be told every week the same thing you heard the week before, mm-hmm. which is why you have to go to church every week, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, when he said, I. Uh, what keeps you faithful is your love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And on the front end, I thought, okay, yeah, uh, that that sounds right. But he said, and then he quoted Jesus when he said to Peter, do you love me, then feed my sheep? And he said, we don't do it for the love of the church. We do it for the love of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. then he said, of course, we love the church, Mm -hmm. but we love the church because we love Jesus. And I think sometimes when we get too invested in having our identity be the church, we can displace our love for Christ with the love for That's the right. church. That's right. And so that was that was one that nailed me. And I told my own story of waking up in the middle of the night and saying, you know, the only reason I'm doing this is because I love you, Lord. Right. Yeah. So so that was a call back to for me. Yeah. Well, why why am I doing this? Am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for the Lord? Mm-hmm. And the truth is the only way we will stay mm-hmm. in is because of what Glenn said. Right. Uh, that we love Jesus. Right. That we're doing it for Jesus' sake. And then, if that's the case, then we can. Then we can. Do the long martyrdom right. of, of pastoral ministry. Right. For the love of Christ, that's why we do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I needed to hear that that day, and I needed to hear it this morning. I listened to it again. I listened to that podcast on the way up here yeah. today because I needed to be reminded again today. Yeah. Thus, the need for time with our Lord every morning. Right. Because we are so likely to forget what's true. Yeah. That-
1: right. And it's it's in the morning for me that I am able to reflect on those things, but also Begin with God, you know a lot of people talk about how gratitude flows from the presence of God, and I also think reflection um when guided by the spirit of God, um, you know back to some of that theology of the cross that we talked about last last episode, but a reminder, when we stand before that cross, we are able to see by by the grace of God who we who we are, who we are before that holy crucified Lord,
0: yeah. Yeah, and as we talked last time, we'd probably prefer not to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And yet, it is our salvation. Mm-hmm. It is it is what saves us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, w- I, I can do for the Lord what I would never do for myself or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that wrong to say? Does that sound right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I
2: think that's... That. Is sacrifice right? <laughs> like being willing to do uh, for others uh, what is going to cost you, <laughs> and and mm. that's that's what that's what we're invited to. Um, it's challenging. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it last last episode and in, in in the picking up our cross, but that altruistic sort of. Uh, experience through life and doing for others, um, giving up something we love mm-hmm. for something we love more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a good definition of sacrifice. And that's that's the opportunity that we get to
0: experience when we do that. So one of the takeaways for you was a call back to that great morning time. Yes. So that was one of the takeaways. Yes. Uh, did you have a takeaway, Chaz? Yeah, I
2: would say maybe not explicitly like one, Uh but as I think of the whole of those 17 guests and all of our conversations, the big thing that rises to the surface for me is um, the church is at its best when we're embracing our differences. Like you mentioned, Mark, there was people from different ethnic backgrounds, from different denominations, from different styles and types of churches and ministries And I think one of the things we've always talked about from the very beginning is if certain expressions of the faith were missing, we would miss out Mm -hmm. on on beautiful facets of our faith that we get to experience through those different traditions and through those different people. And I think the understanding of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. that it really is a body both uh, huh. You know, uniquely uh-huh. in independent communities, um, right. but also globally, yeah. like there is a larger kingdom that all has our, that we all have our different roles that we get to participate in. And if we don't allow space for that to be one, even acknowledged mm-hmm. um, and be celebrated, mm-hmm. uh, then we're really robbing ourselves of a lot of. of a lot of good Mm. and a a lot of, um, opportunity to understand God in more full and rich Mm. ways.
0: Mm. And so we did, we, we, we talked to 17 pastors and, um, I, there wasn't one that I wasn't uh, edified by. There wasn't mm-hmm. one that didn't speak right. profound truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't one that wasn't doing the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so my overall takeaway was um, the the Lord is doing good work through his servants here. I mean, we did 17 of, we can't figure out how many pastors are in the U.S., somewhere between 300,000 and 500,000 or something. But we did seventeen of that many. Yeah. And and I'm convinced we could talk to almost any pastor and hear the Lord speak through them to us yes. in profound and meaningful ways. I
1: agree. I agree.
0: That that these seventeen, some notable, most not, um, really did speak truth into the vocation of pastoring. Yeah. So I was I was quite, I don't know, reassured? Is, yeah. is that the word? Yeah. I don't know if I was reassured or just comforted. Yeah. Maybe comforted yeah. might be the better word. Yeah.
1: And a, it's such a powerful reminder uh, for the pastors that are out there on the islands to seek out those lifelines, yeah. to seek out that community, to seek out those voices um, and those stories to remember that you're not alone and you're a pain that you're not alone in your faithfulness, that you're not crazy, Um, Mm. we as pastors have got to be validated, edified, nurtured, reminded. Um, Pastors out there, don't do this alone. Don't Mm. do this alone. We've been gifted in this podcast to have these conversations to remind us that we're not alone.
2: Yeah, this has always been like the vision of even calling it the pastor's table. Right. And this by no means was ever a, a one-way sort of monologue. Um, it's always been it's always been a, a table that we wanted mm-hmm. to, to be able to invite you know reciprocity yeah. to happen because right. because I mean <laughs> my goodness we we kept talking about how we've been blessed right. and being able to put right. this together and, right. and experience the stories mm-hmm. of, of so many faithful. Uh, pastors mm-hmm. and and church leaders that that is a blessing to us and so one of the things in this end of the the year that we're going to do is is be able to open up um, a chance for for you our listeners to be able to respond to us and let us know what was maybe most impactful mm-hmm. what you would love to hear conversations that you would love to hear into the future how we mm-hmm. can better serve and support you in in these kind of things that Tara Beth, you know, was was mentioning yeah. because we're here for you. I mean, we call it, it is really our, our blessing to yeah. be able to reflect the fact that we do have the blessing of ministry that God has, has called mm-hmm. us all to in our different ways. And, and we wanna champion that however we can. So to do that and to participate just go to our our website com, and we'll have that form clear there where you can um go to that uh and be
0: able to participate in in that survey.
1: Yeah, so so where are we going from here?
0: Well, so um we started with incarnation and we moved to soteriology mm-hmm. and there's a kind of a logic to that a linear we're talking about ecclesiology all the way through. We're talking about right. soteriology, and we had didn't we've not really left the conversation about incarnation. Um, so there is a sense that you talk about all all kinds of doctrine when you're talking about one. Yep. You can't talk about soteriology without talking about like eschatology right. or pneumatology. But it seems to us that uh, we ought to focus and consider in light of. Salvation not being transactional, in light of salvation being formational, mm-hmm. it seems to us that the next year we need to begin talking specifically about, okay, ecclesiology. Okay, so if if, if the word is flesh, mm-hmm. right, and uh, if salvation is formational, then what should church look like? Right, and so yeah. we're going to start next year. So, speaking specifically about the nature of the church—is the church necessary for salvation, which we touched on briefly, and what is the purpose of the church, and why are we stewards of the church? Yep. yep. So we we talked about call a lot. We talked about call as salvific, but again, now we're going to move into uh, the call of God's people to the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which. Uh, is a challenge today, Mm -hmm. because with an individualistic soteriology, church is understood as a nice adjunct or superfluous, but not necessary.
1: Right. Right. That's right. That's right. So it's going to be an awesome season, and then awesome next year as we continue to invite pastors to the table. And as Chaz mentioned, we would love to hear from you if you have ideas, if you have thoughts, if you have any guests that you would like us to interview. Um, we read all of your ideas and it's going to be a wonderful next year. I'm hopeful for all of us. And we're going to take a few weeks off. We are. We actually get a break. This is our first break.
0: Yeah. so we're we won't be we won't be posting a podcast on the 25th. Right. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the 1st. <first>, because <laughs> nope. we'll be watching football mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and recovering. Or the, or the eighth, eighth. I 8th. think nope. we're going to start the fifteenth. Yep, we're going to start January.
1: the. We're taking three weeks off, and we're just going to be lumps on a log, bums. We're going to do. <laughs>
0: we're going to do our respective jobs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. but I do want to express. I do want to say thanks to those who were willing to be interviewed. Yeah. And um, who were willing to be vulnerable. Yep. And tell their stories. Uh, the, the, they The stories keep others in. That's right. If they can stay, maybe I can stay.
1: Right, right. That's right. And to, to all of our listeners and to everyone that wrote in, um, to everyone that wrote to us and shared their story, um, to everyone who shared this podcast. You know, at the end of so many episodes, we said, if this blessed you, share this with someone. And so many of you did. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing. We, we believe in this conversation. We believe in this table. Uh, and so thanks thanks for helping spread the word.
0: And so uh, end of year uh, uh, blessing from us, mm-hmm. if that's appropriate, yep. is uh, we believe in the work that we're all called to do. Right. And we pray that we all understand it as a gift from our Lord, mm-hmm. as difficult as it is. Mm-hmm and we pray God's blessings to you, not blessings that are prescribed by us, right. but may we receive the blessing that God has for us, right. whatever that looks like. Right.
1: Amen. Amen. And so may you walk in the gift and the grace of God as God is the one who sustain us, sustains us, as God is the one who nourishes us, as God is the one who calls us, who justifies us, and saves us. And so friends, may God bless you at the end of this year and into the new year, and until next time.